Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm back with another episode of the Swipe File Podcast. We're videoing it. We've been dropping the ball. We're back. And I'm also going to, uh, I said this, so I'm going to keep saying it so it makes it happen, but I'm going to do more podcasts. Once a week is not enough. We should be doing this podcast every day. Uh, and so we're going to do that. Are you ready to do that? Yeah. Yeah. The, the look that Dan gave is like, no, we are not ready to do that. We'll be ready. We'll be ready. We're going to bring the heat. We've got a lot of content. But I wanted to do, today on this episode, I want to talk about um, what I'm calling my 10 commandments for modern modern marketing. And I, I wrote this, so I've been out uh, for the last eight weeks. I talked about it in the last episode. Don't need to fill it in again. But while I was out, I basically, um, I didn't do any work. I didn't think about Drift, but I did think about our journey and kind of what's happened over the last four or so years. And when it comes to how we do marketing at Drift, we do marketing like, I'm proud to say, and other people could debate me on this, which is totally fine, but I think we do marketing like no other B2B company is doing marketing today. And I was browsing on Instagram. You know how you go on those, like, you go on these Instagram holes, like, you're looking at Dan's page, and all of a sudden you're looking at Dan's friend's page, and then you're on some, like, fitness blogger. Anyway, long story short, I end up on this celebrity trainer's page, and I go to his website, and on his website, he has his 10 commandments for, for how he trains. And I loved it and it was so simple. And so I said, you know what? I'm gonna like, I'm itching to write something. And I sat down in that moment and I wrote basically like our 10 rules for how we do marketing at Drift and why it's so different than a lot of other companies in our space and turn that into something for a talk that I did at the B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange here in Boston. Uh, and I called it the 10 Commandments for Modern Marketing. The response was awesome, um, not to like, toot my own horn because the response was awesome. But because the response was awesome, now we're doing a video and a podcast. So I wanted to run through that and basically go through the 10 things that I talked about at B2B Sales and Marketing Exchange. So I'm gonna hit you with each one of these things. Number one, it's never too early to start marketing your business or new products, right? It doesn't have to be necessarily your business. And I believe this because like marketing is just too damn hard today. There's too much noise. It's harder than ever to get uh, interest and attention. And so the best bet that you have is to stack the deck by starting marketing yesterday. Like there's a great example in my neighborhood, they're building a new apartment building and that building is not gonna go up for another two years and guess what they already have? They already have a big ass sign that says, contact us to buy now. It doesn't even exist yet. And I think that's a secret ingredient to your marketing where it's never too early to start marketing because it's so hard to win attention today. Number two is you must build an audience. Now, marketers have known this forever. Everybody's been focused on building an email list for 10, 20, however many years, right? But the difference today is you have to build an audience and you have to do it with something that has nothing to do with your product or service. So let's use this uh, podcast mic, for example, right? If my business was selling this podcast mic, uh, old way that I would build an audience would be make a lot of content about podcast mics. But the new way would be things related to podcast mics. So I would start a show about people who make great podcasts. Oh, and by the way, we happen to sell podcast mics, right? That's just one kind of shitty example, but I think you get what I mean. And the reason why is because today, marketing is a commodity, right? There are so many products and services out there. Uh, you have to build, you have to add value before you ask anybody to buy something from you. So you have to build an audience today and you have to do it with something that has almost nothing to do with your product. You could do it through a podcast like we're doing. You could do it through a YouTube channel. You could do it through an event. You could do it through a blog, do a, a, a newsletter. It doesn't matter. It just has to be able, you have to be able to add value and live by this mantra of give, 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 and then ask. Number three is you must use social proof for everything. 
Now, marketers have known about social proof forever. The difference is traditional marketers typically use social proof in the form of a case study. But I have a problem with case studies. My problem with case studies is that everybody knows that marketers just write the case studies themselves, right? We uh, basically take notes from a customer, we turn it into a case study, and then we email, it them to, email them to ask for their approval, they say yes, and we publish it, right? I think that people have a much higher bullshit meter today where we don't believe case studies like we used to because I know that if somebody shows me a case study, I know that a marketer at that company made the case study. So the best form of social proof that you can use today is people's actual words. Go to a page that we have, which is drift.com slash love. And what we've done is we've taken, I think, hundreds of tweets that people of things people have said about Drift. That is the best social proof that we could have because that's not us saying it. That is literally people saying it on their own without us. It's also why we love review sites like G2 Crowd, for example. That is actual people using Drift who are just sharing their thoughts, not some marketer who's making, you know, pressing the buttons behind the scenes. So use social proof anytime you ask for something and use real words. Uh, not real words, but they're actual words. Okay, number four is, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know how much I care about copywriting. But number four is that copywriting is everything. And here's the problem though, most people don't ever focus on it. 99% of marketers that I meet today, that I interview, that I talk to, that I, that I hang out with, that I read, watch, whatever, they're more focused on becoming technical marketers. And I think copywriting has become this lost art. Copywriting is so important in marketing because it has all of the principles that are very important about uh, human psychology, right? Uh, understanding how to move people through words. Copywriting is so powerful because what you're doing is you're actually selling without ever having to pick up the phone or talk to anybody. I hate talking on the phone, so copywriting is amazing. Um, and it also teaches you all these very fundamental things about like how people make decisions. So uh, I'm gonna read something that I wrote. If you do it right, copyright is, is selling with words. Imagine being able to sell without picking up the phone. Learn how to write great copy or hire someone to do it for you. This is the number one skill in marketing and yet 99% of marketers are not good at it. Don't get caught up in the be a technical marketer hype, which is very true. Learn how to write great copy and you will 10X your career and your business. Focus on copywriting. Number five, there's a story behind everything and your job as a marketer is to find a way to tell it. I actually think that there's a, there can be a story behind everything. Every product, every feature, every partnership, it doesn't matter. Even the stuff that you might think is boring, I don't think that there are boring products. I think there's only boring marketers. I promise you that I could do a great job marketing this water bottle because I could find a way to tell you a story about it. Um, stories are everything and if you go back to the beginning of time, stories are what connect people so the more you can bring stories into your marketing, the better that your marketing will be. Number six is it won't stick unless you name it. This is a mistake that I made a lot in the early days of Drift where we would do things and not name them and then people wouldn't remember them. So this is like you have to name it, whether it's your podcast, your user conference, a framework that you use that you came up with on your blog, the category you're trying to create like conversational marketing, whatever it is, it's not gonna stick unless you actually name it. And one big thing here is like, sometimes this is a dirty little secret about naming, the name doesn't actually matter, right? You just have to pick a name and go. So many marketers get caught up for weeks and months debating over the name. The name is what it becomes. I'll use conversational marketing and Drift for example, right? Nobody knew what Drift was, and so nobody liked the name. <laughs> now people know what Drift is, what we stand for, who we are, people like the name. Same with conversational marketing. We debated for weeks and months, David, Elias, I, a bunch of other people at Drift, um, should we call it conversation-driven marketing, conversational marketing? One day we just finally said, you know what? 
we got to pick a name and go. We called it conversational marketing. Then the market started to say it back to us because we repeated it over and over. And that's the power of naming. If you don't name it, people aren't going to be able to remember it. Yeah, that thing, I don't know, they, they, I forget what they call it, right? Name it. I promise you it's a nice little hack that's going to make your marketing much more memorable. Number seven is you have to stand for something today as a business. You have to pick a side. We, as people, we want to work with brands that align with our values. Now, this could be creating kind of the shared enemy like we did at Drift, which in the early days we created this enemy, which is lead forms, right? Not an actual person, not a real enemy, but this made up enemy that we came up with, which is lead forms. Or you can take a bigger stance, right? And, and talk about some change in the world. One example of this is Salesforce. Uh, they took more of a political stance. Mark Benioff, the CEO and founder of Salesforce, decided that they were not going to uh, support customers that, I think it was something about, something to do with customers that were uh, uh, producing assault rifles, right? Because of all the, the, the gun violence and, and mass shootings in, in the U.S. these days, right? So they, did, they came out and they said, we are not supporting these types of customers, right? Now, that's a much more political stance. You don't have to do that. But that is an example of something that worked really well for Salesforce because they picked a side, right? People don't want to deal with nameless, faceless corporations anymore. We want to work with brands that we can relate to, that we like, we value, and we support. You also saw this in the news recently with um, there was a, a, a big, a big like exodus from people who were paying for their Equinox membership and SoulCycle membership because there's some connection between uh, whoever owns that and, and, and Trump, right? And I'm not bringing politics into this, but I'm just giving you an example. That is an example of a company standing for something, right? May not always agree with that. That may be uh, the wrong side of history to be on, right? But there's so many things today that people expect your company to have a stance. People expect Equinox to have something to say about supporting Trump. That's what it comes down to in, in, in your business today. Pick a side. Don't get caught up in the politics of this. It doesn't have to be political. It can be literally like the death of water bottles. We hate water bottles. That's all. You have to pick a side. You have to stand for something. Number eight, creativity is a competitive advantage. And holy shit is hot in this room, Dan. I can, I, I can feel you. But creativity is a competitive advantage, okay? Here's what I mean. I think that marketing technology today has become a commodity. Tools and technology are a commodity in marketing today. Any marketer worth their salt that you're going to hire or bring into your company, you ever wonder what that means, worth their salt? I say it all the time, like worth their salt. I don't know what the hell that means. It's like a saying, like a stake in the ground. Um, but any marketer worth their salt will say it anyway. Like they're going to understand tools and technology in marketing. That's table stakes today. So the differentiator in marketing is creativity. Creative is what wins attention today. Creative is also so important for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, right? Machine learning, robots, AI, they're going to replace so much of what's happening in business today, but there's one thing that AI and machine learning and robots will never replace, and that is creativity. So creativity is the variable for success in your marketing today. It's a thing that's going to stand out from competitors. It's a thing that's going to earn people's hearts and minds, and it's the thing that's going to get you to start more conversations with the right people. It's being creative. Think about the brands you love, the creative campaigns, right? How did Dollar Shave Club get on the map? They made this really creative viral video. There's so many examples of that. Creativity is what starts conversations today, and that's your competitive advantage. Number nine, personal brand is the new company brand. Most people, when I talk about this, they don't want to believe it because they say, hold on, Dave, if the people inside my company become the brand and then they leave the company, then I'm screwed. What happens? Well, that is kind of what happened. That, that, that's what can happen sometimes, but that's the risk that you have to take. 
Because today, back to what we said earlier about picking a side, being real, people don't want to deal with nameless, faceless corporations. They want to work with people. And so one thing that we've done that has been an absolute superpower at Drift is we've given everybody at Drift the tools to promote our brand. So when people think of Drift now, they don't just see the Drift logo, they see the faces of all the real people that work at Drift. And it's great that so many people inside of our company are now building up their personal brands. People don't want to deal with logos, right? This isn't the 1950s era of advertising with 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 Coke and like tastes great and there's a logo, right? Was that even the, the slogan? I don't know. But my point is that like people want to work with other people. So if you can elevate the people inside of your company to show themselves to build their brand, that's going to go way further than building up your company brand. Personal brand is a new company brand. And then number 10, my last commandment for modern marketing is that when companies in your industry go left, you have to go right, AKA when they zig, you zag. Don't do what everybody else is doing. Today, marketing is a game of attention. There's so much noise and information everywhere on the internet. Um, and the way that you can stack the deck as a marketer is to just go where everybody isn't. So if nobody in your industry has created a YouTube channel and started vlogging, I would go start a vlog. Only reason is because you're gonna be able to start more conversations and get more attention over there because not many people are over there. You ever go to a trade show in marketing? There's a thousand trade show booths, they all look the same. I wanna be the one booth that doesn't look like everybody else because people are gonna come up and say, whoa, so what does Drift do? You don't look like anybody else here. You can increase the odds of people paying attention to you by just finding places where your competitors are not. So when they go left, you go right. And I think this can apply to everything from channels to campaigns to brand colors. So those are my 10 commandments for modern marketing. I'd love to know what you agree with, disagree with. I would say these are all my favorite. I do this all the time. Anytime I give a presentation, I'm like, and this one's my favorite. But I think the more you can focus on copywriting and social psychology, and the more that you can focus on creativity, the better your marketing is gonna be. And yes, even if you're in B2B, even if you sell to the enterprise, these are the ingredients for modern marketing. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Swipe File. I'm thirsty, it's hot in here. We gotta get back to work and uh, we'll see you on the next episode.